the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium's first fire tender gathering. And we're helping you prepare to hold space for the virtual gathering during these midwinter winds. And you're going to be holding a foundation for all of the people who are going to be warming their hearts at your fire and our fire. And for the 18 wise women who actually walk their talk and are going to share with you their secrets about how they do that. And you are what makes this gathering so special. The fact that we have an online symposium being held by fire tenders that are hosted in the Wind Clan group. And, and I want to give you a heartfelt thank you. And today's special guest is one of my teachers. And Cindy Lindsay Rail has been an energy healer for 25 years. She has studied with Sri Kaleshwar since 2001. She is a graduate of Kaleshwar Seoul University in India and is a certified teacher of the ancient mantra and yantra systems. Prior to being a healer, Cindy earned her PhD in psychology and was a university professor and consultant. Cindy conducts both distance and in-person healing sessions. And towards the end, we'll give you all of that information so you can really put your full attention to what she's going to share with us. And what I realized is that if she's been doing uh, the Sri Kaleshwar since 2001, we go back when we were hiking in Peru in the 90s. And so, and she was very instrumental in bringing me to Sri Kaleshwar in 2004 to help heal my chronic heartbreak, which um, luckily has been going on. That doesn't mean I've been free from heartbreak for years, although I've stayed out of relationship. I don't know if that has. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm expanding my spiritual horizons next year. But in any case, I'm really thrilled that you're going to help us as fire tenders on how to build the sacred space and hold these ancient practices, because whether it's the wind work or whether it's the Swami's walk or there's ancient practices that have lineages that you can actually tap into and hold power in a way that's even more profound that doesn't take all of your energy right mm -hmm. and that you can and i hopefully she'll tell us a couple of clearing techniques so when you feel like you're an empath and you're pulling on to the, the 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 weightiness of what's going on in the world that you can clear that as well so welcome cindy okay so that's an incredibly important point you just made mm -hmm. and fire element is a way to release and destroy negative energies that you've been uh, that you've absorbed in any way, or even if you've been a healer, there's a natural cycle in that healing process where, as you give out energy, you also receive energy cycles in the creation. So you do need to decharge after being a healer, after being a psychotherapist, after being a massage therapist, or anybody who's engaging with somebody else's stuff really needs to decharge and a super powerful decharge is staring into the fire mm. because it releases and it eats that energy and then we can be renewed and that's so important for anybody who's dealing with people in the public 
or people who are telling you your, their heartfelt, deepest soul problems and so on. Because you have to be clear. You have to be clear to keep going. And the fire element is so wonderful for that. You were mentioning all these traditions. I can't think of a tradition that doesn't use fire element in various ways, whether it's the candles in the church or the smudging, or it's somebody doing a, a sweat lodge or the censers, you know, the incense, the lighting of candles, the lighting of fires. You see it in almost every tradition. And that's, I think, one of the important things to remember is that, you know, when, when there's truth, it shows up everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everybody seems to have some idea that this fire element is super important. In fact, uh, back in the times when we used to be going to Peru, I had a shaman who, I, I was feeling very, very ill, extremely ill, and didn't think I could keep going on this Peru trip. And this shaman smoked a cigarette, so using tobacco, you know, sacred, a sacred herb, and fire element. And he blew the smoke down through the top of my head. It was an instant purification. It, it was so powerful. And if we just know how to use fire element, it is that powerful. It is simply a complete and utter transformation and clearing. I was well within seconds. From mm. I love that. I could use a little bit of a clearing right now. I don't know why. And the energies have been so heavy this week. Is it just me or is it just, I feel like bombarded this week with, with, um, I mean, and then I looked at my own behaviors last night and I'm there like, where are these old behaviors, you know, coming back up? And oh, it's a cosmic timing, darling. <laughs> There's no coincidence we're using this cosmic timing for, you know, for a beautiful divine event. Right. It is a timing of huge uh, turmoil, of huge change, of huge unrest. And it's a timing in which those timings of huge turmoil are positive timings for transformation. Because just like fire, they deconstruct. They deconstruct, they pull up the negative, they let us see what's standing in our way. And if we can really use those timings beautifully, if we can connect into divine energy, then we can transform those old patterns more powerfully than we can at other times. The trick is you got to make it through the old pattern, right? You know, the trick is you got to meet that. And fire element, for example, in your fires, why don't people use that as a timing to release whatever's been coming up in this more cosmic timing of turmoil? turmoil and pain and anger and fear and all the things that are running right now. This is a perfect time to be holding multiple days of fires so that people can really use that fire element to deconstruct that energy. I mean, anybody who's watched a fire knows that it takes things down to ash, right? At the same time that it's deconstructing all the elemental pieces in that, it's a, making them available for reconstruction. And what drives that reconstruction? Our open hearts, our intent, mm -hmm. our desire. And if we can do that, if we can use the fire to deconstruct these things that are coming up, these old wounds, I mean, it's like, how many times do I have to look at that thing? You know, is this back again? We'll send it to the fire. Use your eyes, use your two eyes, 
is uh, the fire element also opens the third eye, but use the two eyes to look into the fire, to send it to the fire. Because the two eyes are obviously the receivers of light. We know that. But they are also automatically connected to your heart and to your soul energy that is in your heart. So what the two eyes see goes straight to the heart, straight to the soul. So stare into the firelight, release with your mind, with your intention, with your heartfelt prayers. If you chant, if you pray, if you meditate, use whatever focusing intent process you use. And while looking in the fire, give away, send these old issues. Speak from your heart. You know, fire light, I think just about anybody who's lit fires for a moment, or lit candles for a romantic dinner, or let set the fireplace so that you could sit next to it with your honey, realizes that the very nature of fire opens our hearts. It opens our hearts, it creates a relaxation, it creates a release of things. So get into that open-hearted state with that fire, looking into the fire, release these this set of things. You, if it's coming up to you, great. You know, now you know exactly what's left in there to get rid of. Give it to the fire, the fire will deconstruct it. But better than that, Renee, because the fire releases light and energy, it will send back to you the pure components of that. You know, it'll send back to you the possibilities of what that could have been in your life. Maybe you were abused as a kid, you know, and what you learned from that is fear or anger or pain. But what you, maybe what you could learn from that is how to be a healer of those who were abused. And when that fire takes that energy and deconstructs it down, it's available again to be reconstructed according to your desire and according to your heart, according to your soul's wishes. And that's such a magnificent use fire. When we start to use fire like that, we're starting to use it like that shaman. He knew what he was doing with the sacred herbs and blowing the, the wind down my head, you know? It's like, yes. Hmm. We have to engage fire in that way. It's, and the other thing you have to think about is that fire is light. Right? How many times do we think of the light of God or the light in the darkness? To bring that light into the two eyes is literally enlightening mm. to the soul. Wow, that's so cool. And, and so there's people here who are preparing their altars and preparing a sacred space. And, and there's two parts of it that they're not alone because there's all of these other connections. And I know we're going to connect to a big fire that you're doing on New Year's Eve as well, which is going to be even more powerful. So, you know, how do we, how do we build our altars so that they're connectable altars so that we're not taking all of the energy in, but that we hold a really good sacred container for um, this, these dark days of winter? Well, I think the most important thing for the, for the altar space and for the space held for the fire is the intent, the focusing intent that you put there. Um, if you want to put your deities there as your focusing intent, great. If you want to build a despacho, despachos, then you did that in Peru. A beautiful way of focusing an intent and creating it with, uh, uh, creating a mandala, for example, is another way of focusing intent. 
Chanting is another way of focusing intent. So the first thing to do is really focus the intent. What is the intent? Well, the, the intent here is for the I am symposium to bring us to higher states of consciousness. I, I believe, it's a, you tell me, you tell me the intent here. And to feel the community, because I think we're, we're sometimes like, we think like, oh, I'm the only one going through this, like, you know, hubbub or this, you know, samoon of energy. And, you know, for a lot of people this year, like I know at, at the company where I've been working, like people have been laid off, people have been let go, we're going through people, you know, there's this idea of this false great economy that's not real. Um, and there's all of these things like, oh, well, why am I, you know, why am I having struggles when, you know, in the news, they're telling me everything's great and I should be, <laughs> you know, so there's a real disconnect between the outer and the inner at this moment. And I noticed that yesterday with, when I took my wind walk last night, that I'm out of alignment. I'm trying to hold space here when I'm not grounded here. And it was like leaking everywhere last week. And so I'm glad I'm going to do a fire tonight and I'm going to take a walk in the mountain today. Good for you, girl. <laughs> but, but the point you made is super important because we, we sometimes we think of holding space for all these people as something we're doing out there. You know, I'm holding a space. <laughs> But the space is in it. Mm -hmm. It's in here. It's the, it's the openness. It's the open-heartedness. It's the spaciousness of our own being that holds space. And that spaciousness comes from the, the centering of our own being. And that centering, you know, you can meet in a thousand different methods, whatever. I think we probably have people who are from all sorts of different faiths and back, backgrounds mm -hmm. in spirituality. Prayer, meditation, chanting, just as I was saying, those are the ways to start that focusing of intent because they create a spaciousness within. And that's, that's the point in my mind of holding space mm -hmm. is to become the energetic of the empty space, to become the energetic of the open possibilities of the womb of all creation. And the womb of all creation is by its very nature interconnected to everyone and everything. And so it creates that possibility for not just you when you hold that space, but for everyone else who, who with whom you're trying to connect, with whom you, you will have some interaction or to even think about during that period of time. How so you're right. <laughs> you know, that's the way to do it. And then if you're at a fire, you should also uh, tame the fire. You know, fire is a destructive element. Hello. <laughs> <We> all, <laughs> and it can be saw that in California. Burn, you know, it can be slash and burn or wildfire. Or it can be the warming hearth of the beautiful candles in the church. So what makes the difference energetically in fire? Uh, you know, in the Hindu traditions, we say aham brahmasmi, everything is God. Meaning that in every element, in everything in the creation, there's a God energy there. In fire, there's the light of God that's there. But how many of us are seeing it that way? You know, we're clicking on our stove in the morning and are we thinking of that? It's the light of God? Probably not. 
you know. We may even be lighting our candles on our altar and maybe not really focusing on it being the light of God. So when we start a sacred fire, when we want to use that element as the light of God, when we want to use it to deconstruct and reconstruct our soul energy and our purpose in life, then we need to look for that light of God inside the fire. And so many traditions do that by feeding the fire various things, whether that's songs or chants. Um, in the Hindu tradition, they, do, they feed with ghee, which is, I think, a beautiful concept because it's the mother's milk turned to nectar. I mean, that's, that's gorgeous for feeding the fire and finding the light of God in it. They also feed coconuts, which have a pure, pure fruit, full creation cycle inside of them. They start as a hard nut. They open up. They gain water. They get green. They turn brown. They dry out. We have water again after that. And so they're a birth, death, and rebirth cycle. And so if you put your prayer into the coconut and then crack the coconut, you're you know, releasing that possibility of birth, death, and rebirth. It's fabulous. So they feed the fire in all these various ways. Um, you can feed it with your mind. You can feed it with your love. I, you know, I'm talking more about the shamanic today, it seems, but I remember, I don't know if you were there. I don't know if you were there, then, but one of the teachers was teaching us to have the fire follow us around the circle. And um, the trick was you just had to love the fire. And if you loved the fire enough, as you walked around the fire circle, the fire would lean towards you and follow you around. Mm. Now, is that fantastic or what? I love that. I've been able to do it like a little bit, you know, with my hands and, and things like that. But I'll, I'll have to um, invite that love in to see if I can get that moving. Get it? Because, I mean, that's the point here. When you are in that open-hearted state with that fire, you are connecting to the light of God that's there. Mm. And it wants to connect back with you. I wrote that down. Fire is the light of God. It's funny you were talking about that creating that sacred container within because some work that I did this fall was all about creating that spaciousness in my life for my sacred practices. Mm. And so I created that space and immediately filled it up with, you know, me, work. No wonder, no wonder I'm having a resistance to what's going on right now is because I took this beautiful sacred space I created and filled it up with the only way that I knew is to stay busy. Mm -hmm. So maybe the work for me over these next, uh, while I'm holding space, is the unbusyness of this. In fact, you know, there's a different way of approaching that in that I do think Dharma comes to us. Our work in the world comes to us when we leave that open space. That definitely happens. Um, it, it, it definitely does fill up that space. But <laughs> I think we can do it from a place of not being busy. I think we can do it from that place of the open space, of the allowing, of the noticing, of the appreciating, of the loving, the experience of it, of the synchronicity of it, as opposed to the busyness of it. And I know, uh, you know, I can go into busy mode as good as any girl. You know, you're better than me. <laughs> I think you're, you have way more irons in the fire. I think we can use that analogy today. Um, <laughs> irons in the fire. <laughs> but, but when I stop being busy, it's when the best stuff comes through. 
I mean, for sure, when I stopped being busy at it, the highest possibilities of what I was trying to do actually happened. And I, I, I agree with that. I, 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 if you're like at home thinking like, okay, when I just get all of the credit cards paid down to here, then I don't have to work three jobs anymore. And, you know, and all, and it's a lie. It's just a big fat lie that you tell yourself like always about what you need to keep doing to be okay. And, and, and Cindy, I think you taught me that is that and you have a, a womb class that I have her last shamanic class that she's ever taught on the website that you can still purchase. And it's about really your womb work and, and that, and, and your work is all about being um, self-worth, worthiness, mm -hmm. or it, I'm sure it hasn't changed your, you know, that's, I don't think that it's changed. Well, finding the God within, you know, finding the truth of your own soul nature. And for sure, you're a spark of God. For sure, you're worthy. No question about it, you know. Even that, you're the light of God within you. There's a spark in you that is who you are. So do you want to talk a little bit about fire as creation? That even though we're going into a hibernation time, we want to create that spaciousness in that time? Is that fair to say, or how do you perceive yeah, that? right. So create the spaciousness in you, you know, allow for the emptiness, whether, that, whether you use meditation or prayer or chanting or whatever uh, technique you're going to use to get a little bit of opening, do it. Huh? Wind walking. Wind walking. Hello. Hello. I'm the wind, the wind woman here. Yes. Um, or, you know, even, even addressing I think it's, it's a wonderful way to gain spaciousness to look at some of those teachings in that book and just say, okay, where, where is that in me? You know, I think we start to, that's an opening. We can move aside the things that we were thinking about and doing to just focus in, in that way. So even that kind of focusing, I think is creating that spaciousness, but then also fire, we think of it as destruction, right? But when it's destroying, it's taking things down to its component parts. So it's already, there's a ripeness for recreation and reconstruction there. But also, um, like the shaman who used the cigarette, if we, we um, the, it releases the particles of what we're giving to it. So we can feed the fire with sacred herbs. We can feed the fire with sacred oils. We can feed the fire with um, the ghee like mm. the, the Hindus do and it releases that energy back to us which we then inhale which we, we then are immersed in in a particular as particles and it, you know when we think of ourselves as solid um, we're really in an illusion we are just particles so mm. as those particles of things that are being released come to us we can merge with those. We can have them reconstruct us. We can be reconstructed by the sacred nature of the particles that are being released. And that's a fabulous creation aspect of fire. But also, there's fire in the big, great creation. You know, there's a big fire in the sky, we tend to call the sun. <laughs> that is the original creator energy. You know, it's that it, without the sun, there's no life on this planet. You know, that, that sun energy is the cycling also of the waters of the planet. So the waters nurture the planet, but the sun takes water through its cycles from being frozen to being aqueous water to being vaporous, you know, air. So if, 
remember your junior high science class? Water is the only <laughs> element that lives in all three states of matter, solid, vaporous, and liquid. What makes the difference in that? Fire, presence or absence of heat. And water is self-cleansing. It's a cleansing element for the creation. So fire is allowing water to cleanse and by removing it into vapor and then bringing it back down. So this in interchange of fire and water is an intense creation energy that we can also engage. In fact, as women, we have it in our bodies. The womb drives its menstrual cycles on opposing cycles of fire and water in the body. We are creation mechanisms, just as the big creation with the fire of the sun and the water and the earth are creating cycles through that, those same elements create our own cycles inside our bodies when we're menstruating wounds. So there, this amazing creation energy brings some, bring liquid to your fire, whether that's the ghee or it's the oils, or it is even the liquid that's in your own breath, the air and the liquid in your own breath. Bring, bring some kind of transformational water fire cycle to your fire, even if you just pull the fire to your own womb space so that what your creations within are driven by that cycling of the creation energy of water and fire. And I, you know that the creation potential for fire is so powerful because we're not starting from an iteration of an iteration of an iteration, you know, like we're always sort of creating from the last thing we did and then we can switch that and change that a little. No, when fire is, you're working with fire, it's going to take it down to the basic elements and you can recreate in any way that you want to. It doesn't have to be just the next iteration in a series. It can be wow. completely, utterly recreated. Well, that gives you some food for thought. Yeah, and food for what do I want? You know, mm -hmm. who, who do I really want to be in my life? So not only is this a great timing for letting go of all those old ones and junk that still is hanging around inside of us, but for really asking, who am I? Who am I in this world? And what is my special gift to myself and to the world around me? And really recreating to that. Now, do you see any difference for people? Some people are gonna just, some people will have fires along the way and a lot of people probably, you know, like me, I will light a new candle every single day. Is there a way that we should approach holding those candles that is no different than any other fire or yeah. It's just come to it with that open-hearted love and... Same thing. Sri Kaleshwar said candles are different, but the light is the same. You know, hmm. just same thing. It could be a match. It can be a candle. It can be a huge sacred fire. It doesn't matter. Fire is fire. The element is there. Love it. Sanctify it with your, with your blessings. See the light of God in it. Then use it to deconstruct and use it to recreate through your open heart. Keep your eyes pointed on the fire. It's so important to have that firelight come and enlighten you. Keep your staring on the candle. There are a lot of traditions that use staring into a candle as, an, as enlightenment practices. 
no wonder why, you know, because it really does work like that. So, but, but, um, you know, I went to a ceremony once where they had those little faux candles with a, with a blinking Christmas light in it. And I thought to myself, uh, uh, somebody's missing the point of fire. <laughs> Don't use that. You gotta use a real candle, uh, a real fire, source of real fire. But then candles are different, the light is the same. And, and you can get those candles. I mean, you don't have to have the candle going 24 hours a day. It's about the intention of lighting it every single day. You yes. know, get, you can go to the 99 cent store and get the little votives or however it's going to work for you best. Because again, it, it's creating that sacred vessel that Cindy's telling us about to hold space for ourselves. And in that holding space for ourselves, all of us, hundreds of us will be creating more spaciousness in the world. And for all those busy people out there, one minute of this is worth days of doing other things. Honestly, wow. it is. You'll feel it. You will feel it. So even if you have just one minute, you're gonna light your candle, you're gonna sit there, you're gonna chant to your candle or sing to your candle or, or just think on your favorite deity as you look in your candle to, to create that openness in you, do it that one minute of day is going to be the most important energetic you engage in your day. And I, you know, Deepak Chopra, somebody said to him, he said he was talking to this man. He told the man, you need to meditate an hour a day. And the man said to him, oh, I, there's no way I can meditate an hour a day. I'm far too busy. He said, then you need to meditate two hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. But, but the point yeah. is there, right? You know, you, you so know, stare at your candle for two minutes. <laughs> so, so you think so you don't have a minute? Stare at a candle for two minutes. <laughs> we're, we're talking to baby beginners sometimes here, like myself. Um, but for those of you who are, are listening, so Thursday, we're going to have an opening fire ceremony where the actual the Palm Desert community is going to come together at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then there's an opportunity and there'll be a, a link below for you to even connect your fire to a greater fire ceremony that Cindy is a part of in her community on December 31st. Yeah. It's getting to, towards the end of ours. Yeah. It's with peacefires.org. They're a completely free and a volunteer driven organization who's ceaselessly working for the efforts of changing the con world consciousness to peace. And because the interesting thing about fire is that if we can also, we can also send energy with fire and that's where winds come in, darling, and air mm -hmm. comes in and mind and consciousness come in, which are also associated with beauty and air, is that we can send that same consciousness through fire element. We can send that consciousness of love and peace to this world who's obviously in need. And that's their, that's their basis. On, the, on New Year's Eve, the 31st through the 1st, they're going to be doing a 26-hour event. Um, there'll be one puja, one uh, fire ceremony, sacred fire ceremony that goes through that entire time. But people can join in for any period of time, for any length of time that they like. The only thing we ask is that they go to peacefires.org, www.peacefires.org. Dot org and register in for that because that'll give you all the information about the intent to hold and the possibilities of lighting a candle versus having a fire and it will lead you on that process and also because we are trying 
um, to change world consciousness, the more the merrier, basically. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if we, we can't just have one person holding the consciousness. We, we, we will have thousands of people holding the consciousness around the world. And we would love to have everybody with I Am Symposium joining into that and holding that consciousness as well. And when people see that other people are doing it, it's, an, it's uh, energizing for them to do it too. So we're hoping you'll go to the website and register and show your name or whatever you want to put there as your registration so that other people don't feel alone, like you were saying, in doing this. Um, you know, I, I really believe in the power of fire. I mean, I do. Even to do this thing of changing world consciousness. Because when we take ourselves to a place of peace consciousness, and then send it to the world, things do shift. We can make a difference. So please join the New Year's Eve fire as well as do your beautiful, beautiful fires. Absolutely. And so um, where could people find out more about your personal work? You can go to either one of my websites, um, shamanichealer.com or wombhealing.com. Oh, you still yes. have that shamanic healing website, huh? Oh. <laughs> I got her into shaman mode today, everyone. I'm very yeah, excited yeah, about this. Renee, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm like back in Peru, baby. All right, we're back hiking up. Stories. I know. <laughs> I still remember our breakfast we had all those years ago. I do too. I do too. Okay. So anyway, so thank you. Thank you. So once again, Renee saves me. It's now divinesoulhealer.com. Divinesoulhealer.com. Or wombhealing.com. And if you do want that womb healing, that the, there is a 10-hour audio class on the practicalshaman.com website that I really think is the only place it is available still is, is there. Um, it is. The only place because she got to actually learn with some of the women shamans in Peru who gave her very special information. And, you know, I'm sure that's in her cosmology somewhere. But right now that, that piece of work is still on on the practical shaman website for all of you fire tenders um this is some great information that you shared with us cindy about our intention and our spaciousness and our practice well um blessings to your fires i want to watch i want to engage you know you can the light comes through a video screen it's still there mm -hmm. it's still the light so and i hope that you all will be able to engage in our new year's eve event as well because I think, you know, we not only do we need to focus on our own healing and our own sense of community, but we are a world community. Mm -hmm. And it's time for us to start walking into it from our power. And, you know, we all breathe the same wind. And the same wind that we're breathing now has been on this planet since the beginning. So, you know, so we're, we're, not, we're not separate. We're in this together. And, and so whether it's your Vedic practices or, you know, your shamanic practices, you know, the view at that top of the mountain when you get there is really the same. And so that's why I honor to bring you and your sacred practices into this um, I Am Winter Solstice Symposium as well. And, and to all the fire tenders, we thank you in advance. Namaste. Thank, thank you, Cindy. Thank you for joining us today, and you're welcome to share this gift with your friends. 
Stay with us for the 12 days of the Yule, and if you feel called to go deeper, please join the group of committed fire tenders on the Wind Clan group page wall on Facebook. We look forward to being together with you on this online ceremony to celebrate and bring ritual back to the holy days.